3: Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday to everyone out here. Welcome to the show. Here, I'm just kind of hanging out here. I'm Janice Malone, of course. I'm the host of Film Festival Radio Show, and I'm glad you have joined us. And I promise you that we are going to deliver you a really fun show today. We have a lot of guests, as always. Let me tell you about them. Well, let's see. Where do we start? We got television people, we got film folk. Let's start with, uh, let's start with our film. Oh, we got a music star, music, country music recording artist. So she's also a songwriter as well. So let's start with our country music songwriter and singer. Her name is Hannah Ellis, and she has a new album, full-length album titled That Girl. And it is out. It just came out a couple of days ago. And Hannah has made a name for herself as a country music songwriter. She has done hits. Oh, uh, uh, who we got here? Dwight Yoakam, Devin Dawson, Carly Pierce, Gavin DeGraw, just so many. Uh, She has over 40, 40, count a million streams uh, in her career of music streams of all the she has over 40 million streams of music, of uh, songs, I should say, that she's done for other people that are just all over the world. So she will be joining us. We also have a very handsome actor, Sky Black, and he is from uh, All the Queen's Men, the hit drama show on BET Plus from the world of Tyler Perry. So they have their new season underway earlier this week, so Sky will be joining us to tell us what's in store for his character and his new season there. We also have a very talented actress who is also a fashion model, and a print model, I should say. Her name is Cheryl Vienna, and she has an amazing story to tell you about her life. It's not like that she just walked into L.A. and became what she's doing now. No, her story... Her story. You know, we're in the month of January, of course, and we're always starting New Year's resolutions, how we're going to change careers. You know, we promise ourselves that all of this. Cheryl Vienna is a lady who did just that. Uh, she's only been in LA for barely three years, if that long, and she left corporate America. She was in corporate America, high-ranking corporate America for 25 years. And she is also a cancer survivor, so Her dream was that she wanted to be a model and an actress, and one day she said, I've had enough, I'm going to take a chance. She left Midwest America and showed up in L.A. No real contacts, no agent, no manager, none of that. Yeah, it's an incredible story. And it's not like she was 19, believe me. Uh, She's gorgeous. But we'll talk more about her when it's time for her segment. So she will be joining us to tell us about this new film that she's in that's going to be shown at Sundance uh, later this month, and also about uh, just her career, because she's also a musician, if that's not enough for you. So it's a lot to take in, and we are going to get right in it because... Our next guest is our favorite guy, Chris Wolsey, from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And he will be joining us to tell us about what's hot and what's going on at Redbox for the month of January. As far as film and television shows from Redbox, our favorite kiosk there. So Chris Wolsey, he will be joining us in about 60 seconds. So stay tuned. I'll be right back with our first guest, Chris Wolsey. All right, listeners, it is time. It is time for that segment of our show when we get to find out what's the latest and the best of films and television shows from our resident expert, Chris Woolsey, who is the Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And now he is joining us to tell us what's hot at Redbox for the month of January. So, Chris, what's hot this month?
0: Oh, my goodness. There is so much hot at red box it is not even funny um we've got a ton of great stuff so we we've talked about this actor before he's one of my all-time favorites and we often have so many of his films that we uh in the office uh and this is of course nicholas cage okay. um and in the office we we do cage matches where we <laughs> pit One Nicolas Cage uh, character against another, and then we argue as to who would win that fight.
3: Oh, goodness.
0: (laughs) So we have a ton of Nicolas Cage films this month. Uh, Thank goodness. Um, A very fun one is uh, called Vengeance, A Love Story. And this is about... uh, Nicolas Cage plays a, a police officer who comes to the aid of uh and it's actually a group of people who come to the aid of a mother um who is seeking to bring uh justice uh against the men who assaulted her so uh this mother uh gets attacked um she uh, the the justice system turns its back on her and nicholas cage as the investigating officer can't leave it alone and he and a uh, small, uh, excited group uh, get together to protect this woman and to get justice back for her. Um, it's, it's super action-packed. Um, it's everything that you look for in a Nicolas Cage movie. Tons of action, tons of bad guys getting blown away, and tons of great one-liners. So Vengeance, A Love Story, check that one out.
3: Nicholas Cage always delivers. I don't care. He, he you know, he just
0: absolutely. Does. You just and I does. have talked about him before, and I said he's like pizza. Even <laughs> when he's bad, he's still pretty good.
3: <laughs> he really is. Hey, you know what? You guys should do. I mean, you're chicken soup for the soul. Of the entertainment. You guys are huge. Next Nicholas Cage match. You guys need to invite Nicholas to be the referee.
0: Oh my gosh, that would be <laughs> unbelievably exciting. I you would love really nothing should. more. I once, I waited, I think I talked about this before, but I once waited on him when I worked at the Marvel comic restaurant Uh on City Walk in Burbank uh, that was used to be there back in the day. Uh And uh, I waited on him and young Miss Arquette. And um, it was, it was quite, quite the high point in my uh, waiting tables career uh, to wait on those two celebrities at the same time.
3: Okay. Who was the, who was the best tipper of those two?
0: Um he paid the bill and it was a it was a solid tip. Oh. He he left me 20 he left me 20%. So
3: Okay. That's good. I certainly
0: had celebrities leave me worse tips than 20%. Oh man,
3: oh gosh. I hate to think about it, but I'm telling you, Chris, <laughs> you guys got I bet he would show up for that. It would be so much fun.
0: Wouldn't it? You know how yeah, he I like he'd keep down for it.
3: Yeah, you you guys know how to reach his peeps and and just do it. And if you do, please please film it. So, okay, (laughs) who else is hot at Redbox this month?
0: Well, we've got another Nicolas Cage movie called Stolen. Uh And uh, this is a super fun caper film. So he plays a thief who gets popped for this huge, uh, huge crime that goes south on him, goes to prison Gets out, and the first day that he gets out, uh, he's contacted by his old partner who says, Guess what? I have your daughter. And if you don't go steal this gigantic mother load for me and deliver me the money, I am going to do something terrible to your daughter. Oh, and so Nicolas Cage has to uh figure out how he's going to go through with this caper but also how he's ultimately going to uh rescue his daughter and seek vengeance on his uh ex-partner so really really good ones stolen uh very fun crazy action pack. oh
3: I gotta see that 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 kind of has that a twinge of liam Neeson type you know yes he, yeah I I'm guess. a
0: man of a <laughs> certain skill set I love uh <laughs>
3: I love those movies. I'll watch them all day long. I I, mean, Liam could, he and Nick Cage, they could just act out the phone book if we can find one. I would still watch it. I just love these two guys. I really do. So, okay, okay. So, writing that one down. I'm going to go to Red Box, get it however way I get it. I'm definitely going to get that one. So, okay, who else is burning up a storm at Red Box?
0: All right, I've got one last it's Nick Cage. We have like a dozen, but like these are these are my three favorites. Uh-huh. Uh, and this this one is not only Nick Cage, but another gigantic celebrity name in here. So this is the movie Trespass, and that's starring Nicolas Cage and a a young woman you might have heard of named Nicole Kidman. I yeah. uh, not sure if that's ringing a bell.
3: Yeah, yeah, kind of her. I've heard of
0: her. And about. they play, play this very wealthy, well-to-do couple, uh, and there is a home invasion. Uh, so this group of thieves break into their mansion and they believe that these two are going to be very easy pickings mm-hmm. and uh, come to find out these two are a little more resourceful than most millionaires that you meet. And uh, it, it ends up that this this group of neer really picked uh, the wrong couple to pick on. Um, it's mm-hmm. so fun. Uh, what I love about this movie is uh, what I love about all good action films, and it's the fact that you, you don't think these uh, leads have any skills whatsoever in order to defend themselves. And yet, because of the the way the story plays out, you see that they are able to. And I, I just love I love movies that that do that kind of thing.
3: So Nicole's character is actually fighting like like Uma Thurman in Kill Bill or something.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, you got to check it, it. out. I she's she's it. a tough Australian broad. That uh, Nicole
3: Kidman. <laughs> you got to see this. Got to see this. Okay, and one more. Who we got?
0: One more. I would say this is, and this is a thriller. Another uh, a favorite uh, a genre of mine. Same and this year. stars somebody who I don't think she could be any hotter at the moment. Uh, and that is Sydney Sweeney yes. uh, from Euphoria and and uh, White Lotus and a million other things. Um, but she this is one of her earlier films, and uh, she plays a young woman who discovers her birth mom. So the story goes, and goes to find her and wants to start a relationship with her birth mom. She was she was given up for adoption. And um, comes back, finds her birth mom. They start this relationship, but and I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone because okay. uh, I'm not that guy, Janice. But as the story moves along, you find out that that the character that Sydney Sweeney plays, her story may not actually be the story that she is telling uh, oh, to this family. Okay. It's very taut. Um, it's a great thriller. Uh, lots of lots of uh, fun tropes and jump scares and and everything that you look for in these kind of films. Okay. The wrong daughter, really fun.
3: Hmm. Well, see, I am one of those people. That's why my friends never. Well, Janice, we know you're a talent. You're a real spoiler. Yeah, I'm I'm that chick, believe
0: me. <laughs> no, well, Good to know. Good I to know. Am,
3: I, I try to hold back. But, but let me ask you this before we go. Nicolas Cage has done so many movies, and you guys really do carry them well. So have you guys ever had a Nicolas Cage month?
0: We have not, but we do often have Nicolas Cage channels for sure. Oh. So we'll have... Uh, we'll build whole channels around all the different Nicolas Cage movies that we have.
3: Yeah, see, you guys really treat him nicely. He has to come ref the, the Cage matches. He has to. Yeah,
0: you, next time you run into him at a, a neighborhood barbecue, <laughs> please put in a good word for me, Janice. I
3: will. I remember the, the guy from back in the day that was your waiter and that guy. Well, he doesn't do that I, anymore.
0: That guy,
3: Yeah, exactly. He, he's a big <laughs> hot, He's a big executive now, so <laughs> we will do that. But anyway... Redbox, how can everybody, other than the kiosk, tell them the rest of how they can tune into Redbox?
0: Sure. And uh, we've got a fantastic app for Redbox. You just go to any of your favorite app stores, download the Redbox app. You can watch it on any device, your mobile, your tablet, your connected TV. Uh, You can go to redbox.com and you can cast to any device as well Um, all kinds of great things thousands of free movies everybody knows us as the uh physical rental kiosks in uh, grocery and convenience stores but we also have uh free streaming with thousands of titles and you can watch all, all you want and not spend a penny
3: i love it every time and i'm gonna end it with this quickly uh, whenever it's time to get my license plate tags renewed, I, there's a kiosk that I go to in the supermarket, and there's a red box right next to it. So when I get to getting my license plate tag, I just step to the left, you know, swipe, swipe left, and I go give me a red box movie to, you know, kind of celebrate. I've gotten through the process of getting my license plate tag renewed. So that's how I celebrate with red box.
0: Anytime you can avoid a trip to the DMV, I think that is worthy <laughs> of a red box rental. <laughs> For
3: sure. That's what I've done. I've done this for like four years in a row. So that's how I treat myself. And then I get a slice of cheesecake to match. So that's another story.
0: (laughs) I love it, Janet.
3: But anyway, Chris, we always thank you. And we will see you next week for another edition of What's Happening and What's Hot and What's Popping with one of the next Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment brand. So we'll see you next week.
0: I can't wait. Looking forward to it.
3: Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, do you
0: really? That's so funny.
3: Yeah. I really do. I, I, every November and I just go. Okay. Thank you so much. Sky black. Once again, make sure that you can start binge watching all the Queens men immediately. Yeah, immediately don't. Well, wait until we get done and then you can go turn it on. But anyway, it's on BET. Plus, and uh, look at all these buff guys and good looking gals. They look great on camera. It's a very popular show from the mind of Tyler Perry. So, listen, that brings us to our next guest. Our next guest, as I said at the top of the show, is Hannah Ellis. As I said, Hannah is a very talented singer and a songwriter. Her name is Hannah Ellis, and she has a brand new album, full-length album, titled That Girl. Of course, we're talking about herself there, but she has written songs for so many top country music stars, such as Dwight Yoakam, Devin Dawson, uh, who else, Carly Pierce, just a lot of them. In fact, her songs have garnered over 40 million streams of play of music. So now it is her turn to stand in the front of the microphone and just sing her heart out because she does it so well. Again, her new album is titled That Girl. And so if you want to learn more about her, her website is hannahellismusic.com dot com. She's appeared at the Grand Ole Opry several times. And so she's going to be there again performing in about a week or so. So she's got to tell us more about that. So let me be quiet and let's bring on Hannah Ellis to talk about her new album, That Girl. Let's roll it. Good morning, Janice. Well, I'd like to say, starting off to our listeners, uh, of course, people especially who are country music fans are more than familiar with your music and your songwriting talents but now you have a new solo album that girl on curb records that's available later this week on the 12th so you are that girl so what does it feel like to have (laughs) (laughs) what is this like for you
4: oh my gosh i can't even put it into words the fact that it's only three days away i woke up this morning and i looked At the calendar and I was like in three days my record is coming out finally and it's something that you just dream about the day that you decide that you're gonna pursue music as a career I feel like that's day one of working on on your first record and the fact that it has finally come to fruition is just it's it's so many emotions and I'm I'm just so excited for people to hear it
3: now Big party, release party, listening party. Are you going to be performing? Oh, we are doing
4: all the things. So, you know, we're going to keep it chill this weekend and just kind of I'm going to enjoy it with my friends and family. Um, But next week we're having a release party and then we're playing Whiskey Jam, which is a really fun event down here in Nashville. And then we're playing the Grand Ole Opry. So we are just absolutely having us a time next week once this record is out.
3: Oh, that sounds like so much fun. I used to live in Nashville. In fact, I just stood three blocks from the Grand Ole Opry. So I know what that's all about. Yes, absolutely. Well, now, as we all know, Hannah, you have such a big repertoire of songs because you've worked with so many top performers. So what was your process of elimination to settle for these 13 original songs for the current That Girl album?
4: Gosh, that was so hard. You know, I think I think what I really did was I started with the ones that I, the ones I couldn't live without, the ones that I just knew had to be a part of this of this first piece of the story. And then we kind of built around that. We said, okay, if we've told them how much we love being married, and we've told them how we wear our heart on our sleeve, and we've told them about our first heartbreak, what else do the people need to know? What What else of this story do we need to share at this time? And we just kind of chose the songs like that because I'm 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 very record based. I'm a 90s baby. I believe in listening to projects top down. I believe in telling a story. And I think that this does. I think it tells my story. And in telling my story, I feel like it's going to tell the story of so many other people.
3: Well, you definitely, with all of your songs, you you are such a storyteller, truth teller through music here, I like to say sometimes. So tell us about what was the inspiration of your song Wine Country? That's just, I love the video with the Napa Valley scenes and all that. Tell us about that. I know that's a, a different project. Oh my gosh,
4: that song is just so special to me and so much fun, like writing it was a blast. I mean, when we came up with the Dukes, like, Daisy line, I remember laughing. I was like, this is dumb and it's not going to work. And as soon as I said it out loud, my husband's like, I love it. Everyone will know what it means, even though it's not a real sentence. And so I feel like that just totally set the tone for this song. And it's a song that really helped me, I feel like, finally capture my role in this country music family down here in Nashville. I'm the bougie country girl. That's what I do. I'm go to the fancy steak dinners, have the nice meals, but I'm still going to drink my wine out of a solo cup when I'm on the farm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's a good thing to do yeah. and such. But I just love when I saw the train and all of that. I saw oh, it was in Napa Valley. It was a dream. Yes. It was a dream. Sebastopol, all those areas and such. So right, right so okay have you as i said earlier you've written songs that have become hits for so many singers and such so have you ever written a song for someone else and then you later kind of think man i should have kept that for me
4: hmm you know what as a person who writes like hundreds of songs a year i feel like that they all find the right home you know and that's the thing is like you can only release so many on your own so anytime my songs get to have a life with someone else I think it's a beautiful moment.
3: That's a good way of looking at it. I, I do that with with gifts. It's so selfish. Sometimes I'll buy a gift and get it for somebody, then I'll think, oh, I should have kept that for me. But that's the
4: That's part. right. That's respect. right. My sister in law and I joke that we're gonna start buying each other three gifts. And we're going to keep two each and gift each other one.
3: <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one.
4: And finally,
3: I, as you mentioned, you will be performing at the Grand Ole Opry later this month, but I see that you're also and, going over to Europe. Can you tell us about some of those days, real quickly?
4: I am so excited. I'm playing c to c in Germany. Um, it'll be my first time touring in Germany, and we're hitting. Berlin, Munich, and Cologne. And it's just going to be a blast to finally get to connect with those fans over there that have been like, are you ever coming over here?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on your way. And That's right. Okay, Instagram handle, website, how can your fans reach you?
4: All of it. So, you know, all my merch and any touring information is going to be at hannahellismusic.com. But follow me on socials for the most up-to-date stuff. I'm very, very active on there at Hannah Gray Ellis. Those are that's my social handle and yeah I'll see you guys there.
3: Absolutely. Well, Hannah, again, congratulations on the release of that girl because that's you. And so we look forward to, of course, you know, following you in your music career. Maybe you'll come here to Vegas soon, and so we'll be right there for you. So, okay, thank you. Have a great rest of the day.
4: Yes, thank you. Okay, bye bye.
3: So if you are a fan of the hit show of Tyler Perry's title, All the Queen's Men, season three with brand new episodes. So you can see everything on the BET. T Plus channel. So there's a lot to catch up with where the last season left off. Of course, All the Queen's Men is about this fictitious, uh, very lucrative male exotic nightclub uh, in all the whole male exotic nightclub industry, I should say, and uh, lots of great talent there. Eva Marcel stars as Marilyn, Madame DeVille, and all of the shenanigans that goes along with her character. Lots of, again, a lot of great talent there. And one of the principal cast members is my guest. Of course, I'm talking about Sky Alvester Black, better known as Amp Addiction Anthony. That's his character's name. Well, joining Eva is a cast of very, very talented actors and actresses. And one of those actors is my featured guest. He is Sky Alvester Black, and his character is Amp. Full character name Amp Addiction <laughs> Anthony. What a colorful character name there. But Sky does an amazing job, of course, in portraying this uh, very interesting character here. So I had the opportunity to chat with Sky earlier today. So without any further delay, let's chat and listen to my recent interview with actor Sky Alvester Black. So let's roll it and let's listen to it. Hello and good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. It's 6 a.m., but I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I think it's what time is it here? I think it, it, it it's at 653.
1: 653.
3: Okay. So we're on the we're on the same wavelength here. So mm-hmm. let's just get right into this. Um you are here. We, of course, are about to talk about the season three as it resumes for all the Queens, man. New episodes starting January 11th on BET. Plus. And so, um, yeah, everybody is back. And Sky, you are one of the principal uh, stars of the show. So tell us, yes, where are we going to pick up here with uh, everybody at Club Eden? What are we going to see here?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's always so much to see at Club Eden, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Um, so where we ended was Madam's Father, which is also my... Um, Grand, grandfather, I play Amp, Addiction to Anthony, which is Madame's nephew, he's just been killed. So that is where we literally leave off on season, I think, what, two, two B. No, sorry, three A. It's so actually, let me say that uh, because season two is currently airing on BET Linear right now. Okay. So I'm trying to, like, remember where we are. <laughs> but um, no, season three A, we end up on my grandpa getting killed. So as you know, in True Madame fashion, Madam does not play about her family and Amp does not play about Madam. So here we go on this huge wild ride and that's where we opened right before we left off. Mm-hmm. And that's as much as I can say.
3: What, a, what an opening year. <laughs> well, yeah, but, yeah. for people who may, are maybe who are just getting into uh, this show, of course, Club Eden mm-hmm. and Madam, we're talking about the beautiful actress, Eva Marcel's. And of course, you, as you mentioned, your character. Uh, this is about a fictitious, exotic male nightclub and everything that goes into it. So you start as AMP. What kind of preparation and homework did you have to do? Did you train with any male dancers or just kind of peep into that world or what?
1: Uh well no, actually I was a trained dancer myself. I was a former professional ballet dancer and I used to be a professional um backup dancer for Beyonce Mariah Riung. Mm-hmm. So the world of dance and the movement of dance, that kind of lives in me. I've been dancing since I was five. Oh. Um as far as the melodic world, um, especially being an actor i like to be as true to form as possible so I'll be honest I asked um, a lot of my castmates because my castmates some of them have actually been in that world in real life so I had no shame because I wanted to study I asked I asked them how and what were the things to do and the isms just to make my character as um, grounded as possible however Amp is a guy who's literally just coming into that world, leaving if we go back to the beginning of All the Queen's Men. He's just gone out of prison nine years, so he's just coming into this entire world. I always say Amp's character brings you into the world that is All the Queen's Men.
3: Ah, okay. Now Amp, as you mentioned, has a pretty tough background. What are some things that you like about Amp? Oh man, Amp is an actor's dream
1: to play, man, (laughs) he is because he's so layered, you know, he's extremely layered and I really think he suffers and if I may just say a little bit, he suffers from a a lot of things that um, men face, but a lot of not, but also in the black male community of not being able to actually deal with his mental illness. Mm -hmm. And Amp has a mental illness that's passed down of um bipolarity to a degree and that's it's never really been explored um but it's there if you really pay attention to the show and you've been on the journey with the shows uh so mental health mental illness having someone to talk to or even just therapeutic addiction the show deals with so many themes in Am's character that I personally enjoy to tell that story because it's people's truth.
3: Do you receive a lot of feedback from fans of the show who work in the exotic dance world, or fan mail, emails, Instagram, all that?
1: Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I don't know about that work in the exotic world, but I do receive a lot of feedback from my fans. I uh-huh. love my fans, with on my heart, <laughs> Okay, man. like, like the fan base that you get from a uh from all the Queens men and, and any show in the Tyler Perry verse is bar none. You know, we have one of the best audiences ever. But the fans are very vocal. I will tell you this. The fans do not like me now.
3: <laughs> oh, they don't. What are they saying?
1: They like <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. I, that's what I get the most
3: of the DMs in the comments. Like, "Am, get your together." So yeah, <laughs> that's good. Well, at least you know they're paying attention for sure.
1: Oh yeah, I love my fans, man. They're the
3: best. I love them. Well, to further speak of fans and DMs, how can fans write and contact you?
1: Oh man, I'm on Instagram, I'm an Instagram guy. Trying to get into the TikTok first. I'm trying, Uh my wife does that very well, but um, I'm trying, to. but trying, but Instagram, I'm Instagram all day. Okay, and what's your handle? My handle is Sky Black, S-K-Y-H-B-L-A-C-K.
3: Okay, that's easy to remember. And will there be any live IG-ing or tweeting on premiere night or what? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, we gotta we gotta take it out of here. Of course, it's gonna myself. I may go live five or six times. And you oh, never know. Okay. Um, I like I like
1: I like to be spontaneous when it comes to the fans because it it's fun and it's fun to connect. So definitely, pre- premiere day. Hey, we're taking it to the moon, beyond.
3: Okay. Well, I tell you, uh, Mr. Black, I I'm sure you're just as shocked as I as the rest of the world. It seems like you're show and some of your cast members have made better headlines in the real world than they did on the fictitious world, and we just won't go into that, so. Anyway, (laughs) we'll just just not touch that. But it's been interesting here. But you know what? All of the controversy probably has done great for the ratings of the show when it premieres the rest of uh, season 3A, as you call it. I didn't know there was such a thing as A, B seasons like that, but I learned something new this morning.
1: Yeah, we do do a multiple of... uh, We split it up so we can give the fans more. And, you know... um, our show has been number one since it came out. Oh, wow. So that that I wanna put that out there too. Like all the Queens Men has been a number one show since day one. So um what I do love about all the Queens men and the fan base the most is that they love us yes. just as much as we love them. So you know, that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited to hear the fans. I'm excited to get the reactions. I'm actually so excited to see the episodes myself. Like I, I don't get to see them. I, I watch them with you guys. So that uh-huh. what that is the the exciting part for me.
3: That's great to hear. Well, we will be tuning in on January 11th for the season three A. Uh, the rest of all the Queensmen on BET Plus. 3 three B. I'm season sorry. 3B on
1: the- Yep, 3P. I don't want the fans yelling at me. Okay.
3: Okay. Well, we'll see you on 3B. So take care, and we'll see you on BET+. Thank you
1: so
3: much. Okay, bye-bye. All right,
1: we are clear.
3: Okay, just a reminder that you're listening to Film Festival Radio Show here with me, Janice Malone, and it's about time that we bring you our featured guest here. Well, here we are. We're in the middle part of January here, and by now, most of us have kind of forsaken our New Year's Eve, New Year's resolutions. Some of us can't even make it to January 3, if you're like me, but our next guest, she doesn't need, she did not need January at all. You know how we make these promises to ourselves that we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to start a new life, we're going to start a new health regime. Regime, um, Just, you know, we make all these promises. But this lady did just that. She, I don't know if she started it in January, she really did have a dream in her life, and she is living that dream. Let me tell you all about her. Her name is Cheryl Vienna, and she is a successful actress and a model. And she's also a musician, as well. So we're going to talk all about that. She is one of the cast members of a new film called Freaky Tales, which will be premiering at the Sundance Film Festival later this month. And she is also a very successful print model. She's done ads for brands such as Lady Gaga's brand, Varsta Grant. She's done television commercials that are national. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, print ads for Sephora Cosmetics that are national as well. Now, this is what makes Cheryl's story so unique in that this lady spent 25 years as a executive in corporate America. Yeah, and so, but her dream, she had this dream that she wanted to pursue a career in entertainment. So she is also a cancer survivor. So after all of uh, these, you know, the, the corporate job and she, you know, is cancer free, she decided now is the time to go pursue that dream of becoming an actress and a model. And that is what she did. She moved from middle America to Los Angeles about two and a half years ago. And she is more than living that dream. So I think that is just more than ever appropriate to have her on the show for this time of the year in January. Because again, this is when people like to start over and start new projects and such. So what an inspiration her story is. So I'm going to be quiet and we are going to roll it with my chat with Model actress and musician, and she's also a filmmaker. We're going to talk about that as well. Her name again is Cheryl Vienna, N-A, so you can go find her on Instagram. So let's roll it with my chat with the very inspiring, very lovely and talented Miss Cheryl Vienna. Let's take a listen. Okay, listeners, I am so excited. I have my next guest on board and I've been talking about this interview. For for a lot of my friends all the week, because I'm just so excited about her story. Wait until you hear this. Just you know, get close to the radio so you can hear this. Okay, her name is Cheryl Vienna, and she is a beautiful, talented model, as well as an actress and a filmmaker. So Cheryl, welcome to Film Festival Radio Show, and thank you for joining me.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, it's quite an honor. How
3: are you today? I'm very good. I'm very good. So let's just jump right in here. A lot to cover here. Uh, one of the many achievements that you're doing, I should say currently, uh, you are a part of the cast of this upcoming new film called Freaky Tales that will be premiering at Sundance Film Festival later this month. That's just one thing. And then you have a very successful modeling career. But So we're going to get into all of that. So let's let's just start off with this okay you <laughs> I, i'm so into your story cheryl because i have a girlfriend i know
2: let's just go with this. let's just
3: go with this with this being january and people are always making resolutions they're going to make the new year a better year and i think your story is so apropos for this so okay you are a corporate were a corporate America, very successful corporate person. And then you just left that, you're a cancer okay. survivor, and yeah. and now you are a successful actress and model. So let's get started with how did how did you go from suit and tie and pantyhose <laughs> and heels to LA
2: (laughs) you know it's funny people ask me that all the time yes I was very successful in corporate America but I also have always had the desire to be in entertainment and it just became at a point I'm a cancer survivor too and as you know uh, when anyone gets a diagnosis it changes your perspective on life you become intentional yeah and I became that person to one to fill up that dash, you know, that dash Mm -hmm. is born on died on. Yeah. And it could say one year that you worked at XYZ company. You could say you worked there for five years or 30 years and you get that one line. Now Mm -hmm. you decide I'm going to fill up the dash and that's what I'm doing now. Filling up the dash with all the things that I believe I have the talents to do. So that's what I did.
3: So now uh, you were in corporate America in, was it Indianapolis?
2: Uh, (laughs) Yes, I worked in Indianapolis early on at Rose Royce, and then I worked at Lockheed Martin Aeronautics in Atlanta and um, Dallas-Fort Worth area, then actually Pratt & Whitney in Malaysia. Oh my goodness. After I moved back in country with everything, I decided it's time. It's time. And very successful roles, I might add. And so people say, how did you do that? Well, I just did it. I knew that I could, and that I wanted to, but I tell people all the time is if you think you can, or if you think you can't,
3: you're right. Right. Okay. So did you dabble in any kind of acting, you know, within that corporate era of your life? Did you like do community theater or something like that or what? Well, actually I did dabble in it. I did a little commercials here and commercials there. But you
2: really can't be successful in it unless you jump all in and unless you're in those areas that are prone to entertainment, i.e. Um, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York. Otherwise, you're just kind of dibbity dabbling. So I did that. And it was, of course, conflicting with my corporate America schedule because we have intense meetings and you're, you're not as flexible as you need to be to go to your auditions and whatnot. So, but I did do it, and I enjoyed it. And then I said, "It's time." It's
3: time. Now, what was the reaction from friends and family? You know, here <laughs> you are—you know, a successful corporate executive type—and you go, "Well, I think I'm just going to go to the crazy world of entertainment." What was what was their response to that?
2: Well, <laughs> oh, you know, it was all over the place, as you can imagine. Uh, it was are you sure you're going to do this? And then it was, if anybody can do it, you can. And then it was, of course, the silence, we'll just sit back and see and watch. And um, then there was others that was very supportive. So it was, it was all over the place. Um, but I was determined that I was going to be successful or if not successful, at least try, you know, a lot of people sit back and go, I wish, I think I could, and at the end of the road there, I wish, I think I could, and
3: never tried.
2: So that was not going to be me. I was going to try.
3: And so did you have a backup plan? Because, you know, family, parents, and grandparents, they always say, well, you you better have a backup plan, Cheryl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do say you need to have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two thoughts about that. Um, I knew that I could always transmit excuse me, transition back if I needed to. But there's always, if you have a backup plan and you're thinking too strongly about it, then you go towards your backup plan.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. very true. That's I, very true.
2: I came to LA with boots on the ground that I'm going to make this happen, not thinking about a backup plan.
3: Okay, let's talk about you're in LA. Yes. Did you get a round trip ticket or a one-way ticket? <laughs> One way. One way, okay. Okay, it's day one. You're in LA. Did you have family, friends that you bumped with, or, or what happened on day one, uh, week one? Yeah, it's day one. I'm
2: here. Uh, I'm in actually a little room. I go and I buy lights for my room to do my self tapes. I'll buy some paper to put up on the wall and I just start submitting myself. I find an agent, I find a manager, and I just keep hustling.
3: Okay, let's yeah. go back a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> so you're day one, you're in LA, you're not in a luxury penthouse downtown. You're, oh, you're no. in a room, and you you, you don't have an agent waiting for you. Wow. Cheryl, that's scary. Right. That's real scary. <laughs> Well, okay,
2: I, I guess I should follow back a little bit. I have one agent and I have a couple that I've had all along the journey, one in Texas and one in Atlanta, but it's not like having an agent and a manager here.
3: No, it's not. No No shade on Texas and Atlanta. I grew up... No, not at all.
2: Not at all. And I'm very grateful to them. Very grateful. But not like having one here. Definitely And not not. being very connected at all. I had a few friends here Mm -hmm. um, that are kind of in the business, but it's still not the same. You have to get out there and do it yourself, and there's no straight path, unlike going to law school, engineering school, et cetera. You know when you graduate, pretty much you're going to have a job. That's not the case in entertainment. It's, There's no straight
3: path. It is not. It is not. I grew up in uh, Houston. I was born in Dallas. And so I'm very familiar, of course, with Texas. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. Texas does, Dallas especially, does have some opportunities. So does Atlanta. But like you said, yes. it's nothing like L.A. It's just, it's just not. No,
2: it's
3: just you know it's not. Okay.
2: No, it's not. Well, so I came here boots on the ground. Let's go. Let's do it. And nice. so far, it's been two years and it's been excellent. It's, it really has been. And I came here, as you know, at a later age. Not that I'm going to say the age, but okay. a lot later age. And so I'm really think, feeling blessed that I've been able to do this.
3: And that's what makes your story even more unique for especially women, women of color, really women of any color and race, but especially women of color, to that you didn't hit L.A. and you were 19. No, um, not at all. And still has found this type of success. So what was your very first gig? Was it an acting job or a modeling job? Oh, let's see.
2: My very first gig. Well actually the first gig was probably an extra job, yes. Mm-hmm. Um extra meaning background yeah. role. Mm-hmm. Um let's think of the very first one that I liked. But well, this was the very first one at all, but I'm really excited the fact that I got to work with Lady Gaga. Oh, um, yeah. Delight, just a delightful young lady. Um, by the end of the shoot, she was so inspirational, people were crying.
3: Oh. Um, so that
2: one sticks out in my mind a lot.
3: Now tell everybody what that job was with Lady Gaga's brand.
2: Oh, so she has a makeup brand called Host Labs and she was launching her new foundation and I became one of the faces for her foundation. There are about eight people that were in the actual campaign that was all across the country in about 500 Sephora stores. And there, I believe she has, I'm not sure, don't quote me on the number of different foundations to match your, match your complexion. But anyway, we spent a day um, with her and doing print and her encouraging us along the way. It was
3: really nice. Oh, that is so cool. So very cool. So so tell us about some other uh, ad campaigns and, and uh, TV commercials that you've done.
2: Well, TV commercials, if you turn on the TV, there's two that are playing right now pretty frequently. One is floor and decor, and the other one is paycheck. And so they run quite frequently right now. Uh, Another campaign that's out, uh, matter of fact, just saw it yesterday Thrive, Thrive Cosmetics. Um, I am promoting their lip gloss. So I really feel blessed that I'm able to do the modeling and the acting. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that just do one or the other. And I've been
3: fortunate that I've been able to do both. You most certainly have been. So, okay, let's talk about the acting here. Now, I understand you are part of the cast of this new film, Freaky Tales, that will be premiering at Sundance. So tell us about Freaky Tales and tell us about your role.
2: Yes, yes. Well, you know, I haven't seen the movie and I only really know about my role, but I can tell a little bit about it. Um, You know, it's based in Oakland, 1987. The director, one of the directors, Ryan Fleck, grew up in Oakland. So it's talking about, you know, the era in which he grew up. And it's four interconnected stories that are set in Oakland, 1987, that tell the love of music, movies, and people's beyond our noble universe. So we'll have to see it when it comes out. Exactly. Um, but that means I'm excited to see it. Now my role, there's an all-star basketball player in it, Jay Ellis, and he's playing sleepy Floyd and I'm playing his mom.
3: Oh, okay. Now are you going yes. to Sundance, uh, film festival at the premiere or what?
2: Yes, ma'am. I will be at the premiere. The premiere is on the
3: 18th of this month next week. Okay. All right. Oh, how exciting for you. So oh, to further speak of film, let's talk about your other very exciting talent that you are a filmmaker and you did your own film, <laughs> Sunshine Noodles and Me. Uh, Tell us about yes, it. I did that too. Uh, I
2: created a film called Sunshine Noodles and Me. And, well, the title comes from, at the time, I was living in Malaysia, sunshine, noodles, we ate a lot of them, and meat. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, the heartwarming story of a young woman who finds out she has breast cancer before getting married and then moves to Malaysia. And it really focuses on Malaysia and how you can get through anything with love, faith, and wellness. Um, so I did that, yeah, about 10 years ago. And it received a lot of awards or a couple of mm-hmm. awards at film festivals, but it really was me wanting to show people that you know you can survive. You know, if, if you think positive, if you have love, if you have faith, you can survive. We all know at some part we're going to expire, but while you're here, be positive. Very
3: you know, nice Surround
2: so. yourself with positive people.
3: Now Was it during, as you were going through the the treatments for your breast cancer, was that when you really, really decided to say, well, once I beat this, I am packing my bags, I'm going to L.A.? Or or when did it really just hit you?
2: Yes, ma'am. It was once I beat this, I'm going to be intentional about what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew what I was doing then was fine, but there was a lot more that I wanted to do. And I didn't know how
3: I was going to get it done.
2: I just knew that I was going to get it
3: done. And you and did. I knew that I needed to be in LA. You did. I, your story is so reminiscent <laughs> of a, a girlfriend of mine who, um, and I'm going to bring her on for this month too. She was over 30, MBA, African-American, single at the time. And her dream was that she wanted to be a tap dancer and a motivational speaker combined. Oh right. <laughs> so she left her corporate six-paying job, moved to LA like you did. No hers is worse, Cheryl, because she had never been to California in her whole life. <laughs> and she 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 is she's doing that not only Is she doing that? But she got the opportunity to meet the late great Gregory Hines because she really was a tap dancer in in real life. And and she got a job. She ended up on all the daytime TV talk shows and she Mm -hmm. got a job, an agent and a manager. And she is to this day a motivational speaker who's a tap dancer. I love it. (laughs) I love it. And it wouldn't have happened if she
2: just didn't take that step and do it. Yeah. You have to take the first step. You have to believe
3: in yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to. Nobody else is going to. (laughs) So when you're not acting and modeling and such, do you, uh, are are you a a speaker on a speaker's circus sharing your story or what?
2: Well, interesting. I haven't begun doing that again, however I foresee it in the future. I did do a lot of speaking around the Sunshine Rose and Me um, documentary, but I haven't begun speaking again yet. But I do play the saxophone, so that is one thing that I spend my time doing, uh, playing the alto saxophone. And then continuing to hone my skills in the acting arena.
3: Well, Cheryl, it's just a parent. You were just born to be an entertainer. This corporate stuff just kind of, you know, <laughs> hitchhiked in your life. <laughs> but it, it was good for the
2: time. It yeah. was it was very good for the time. But it, it also allowed me to save money, so I could launch myself
3: and do what I'm doing now. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. So, well, as far as the music, are do you want to form a band or do you want to be in a band or what?
2: Well, I've been in a few bands over the years. At one point, I thought I was going to be this phenomenal female saxophone player. And then I realized, no, that's probably not going to be me. But I still enjoy it. And I've played in various bands, funk bands, big band, um, all that type throughout the years. So now I'm starting to focus a little bit more. and I have this goal of just doing one song. If I can record one song, I'll feel satisfied. I'll feel like I'm
3: well, it just sounds like knowing you, you're going to end up for sure doing a whole album <laughs> yeah, with Kenny G <laughs> <sounds> or somebody. <laughs>
2: but right now I'm on this journey of, okay, what else can I accomplish in the, the film and TV arena?
3: As well as modeling. You know, for sure. About the whole package. And finally yeah. here, uh, what's coming up next for you that you can tell us about? Um,
2: let's see. That was the caveat that I can tell you about. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple right. There's a couple commercials that I have done that have not been released yet. So I can't talk about those. They okay. should be fun, though. Okay. Um, uh, when they come out. And hmm, I think that's it right now. But every time you open your email here, you, you never know. It's a new opportunity.
3: You're so correct. Somebody just handed me a note. And wanted me to ask you, when you first arrived in L.A., by the way, how long have you been in L.A.? I forgot to ask you that. Um, right now, about two years and two months. Wow. That makes it even more of a story. Um, OK, so somebody wanted me to ask you, how did you deal with, you know, you're there the first week, the first month. How did you deal with the your own inner thoughts of did i do the right thing this is really hard you know, you know those kind of second guessing thoughts
2: yeah the, the second guessing and i think it's natural to second guess but i am a um, strong believer and i believe that god gave me the opportunity to be here so far be it for me to second guess it you know i've thought mm-hmm. about it most of my life now i'm here i've got the opportunity I have an agent. I found a manager. we got to do this. So how, I think a lot
3: of faith and prayer. Faith and prayer, for sure. Well, how did you deal with this? You know, you came from uh, the Midwest and mm-hmm. people saying, oh, my God, L.A., California is so expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. How did you deal with okay. those people?
2: Well, it's more like, how did I deal with it? I got here and I was like, oh, my God, it's so expensive. <laughs> really? Woo. <laughs> I mean, ad, sticker shock for sure. Sticker shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once again, it comes with the territory. All this time I've wanted to be here. I said I'm here. This is this is the price you have to pay to play. You got to mm-hmm. pay to play. Nothing comes free.
3: No, and when you start making a certain amount of money, you know, it's not that big. Of, I mean, it's still money, of course, but right, it's not right. that big of a deal. Once you really start making those, those numbers, obviously. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm not quite there yet, but yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I mean, if you look at the weather in LA today and think about right. what it's like in Indiana, Ooh, I don't
2: yes, know. <laughs> yes, that is true. And I'm a sun baby. Wow. I did grow up in the snow and I loved it then, but now I am a sun baby. I enjoy it. And that's one of the prices
3: we pay for the sun out here. Absolutely. This is the last question for sure. <laughs> okay. What have uh, your former coworkers in corporate America, have you heard from any of them?
2: Um, Indirectly
3: through social
2: media and they're all very proud and excited for oh. me. That's great. Uh, Yes, they have nothing but positive things to say. Many of them knew I had aspirations when I was there. And so they're just cheering me on.
3: Well, I am definitely one of your biggest fans here (laughs) because I love these kinds of stories. So finally, tell everybody your social media handles and your website. They can keep up with you.
2: Okay. Well, my main social media is Instagram. Okay. And it's Cheryl Vienna with two A's in the end. So C-H-E-R-Y-L-V-I-E-N-N-A-A. Okay, two A's.
3: And that's where we can find you. Look at all your beautiful photographs. Yes, and, and
2: then I have an IMDb and that's Cheryl Vienna also.
3: Okay, I'm going to be looking for you to do a TED Talk too soon. <coughs>
2: you know you're not the first person to say that so mm-hmm. that's been buzzing around in my head we,
3: that just might be a 24 25 minute. yeah it's just your story's just begging for tedx ted talk it's just it, how can you miss you will be thank so, you so inspiring <laughs> well again cheryl thank you so much for this conversation i really it's
2: been my delight my pleasure
3: I just hope that women out there, women and men, whomever, hear your story and just go for whatever that dream is. That's right. Yeah, Go for it. Doesn't matter what age you are, how young, how old, how middle age, whatever. Just just go for it. Like yes. you
2: did. Because uh, my thing is you're old one day after you die.
3: Yes. Until then, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Talking to myself too. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, OK, yeah. Cheryl, nice chatting with you again. And hopefully we will talk uh, maybe next month or so, whenever whenever your next project, you can always. Oh Yes,
2: that, I would love it.
3: OK, well, have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Have fun at Sundance and we'll see you next time.
2: All right. Sounds good. Thank you. OK, Bye-bye. take care.
3: Bye bye. Okay, everybody, we are out of time. We're actually running over time. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next Saturday. Have a great rest of the weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.